Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled, How to Praise and Worship. And our text scripture is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And we've been talking about worship as a weapon. In a website called theriverchurchatwordpress.com, there was a nice paragraph that I enjoyed. It said, worship of God Almighty afflicts the demonic world with confusion. This is what happened in Jehoshaphat's story. Demons abhor the sound of worship. It puts them in disarray. As we worship, the heavens are opened over us and authority flows down from the throne to overthrow the strongholds of the devil. I love it. Think about the story. Jehoshaphat seeks the Lord for advice against an attack from an enemy. And God says, put the worshipers out front. I would call that worshipers in spirit and truth. Well, talk about believing God. How would you feel if you were one of those singers? Ever since evil began, man has attempted to discover and build secret weapons. Well, this secret weapon of praise confounded the enemy so effectively, they went crazy and killed each other. Let's read that story again. It's found in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 21 through 24. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and there were their dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. Yep, worship is definitely a weapon, and so is praise. Listen to the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. This really shows the war of worship. It says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verses 1 through 4, it says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And then in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation, verses 6 through 11, it says this, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image, and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. A man named Chip Monk says this. It's titled The Wondrous Weapon of Worship. Worship is the essence of the battle for our freedom, and our worship is the primary weapon of our warfare. It defines which side we are on. It reveals our allegiance, our loyalty, our commitment. Our worship is being sought by our Savior and Satan. What we give our worship to will identify who is winning that battle in our lives. So we must choose this day whom we will serve, who will be the object of our worship. At thevoiceofthelight.com, It says, worship is the manifestation of the kingdom in power and dominion over every situation the world can throw at it. Worship is faith in action. And then at dailylivesworship.com, considering worship being a weapon, it says, all throughout the Bible, there are so many examples about worship. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bow down to worship anything other than Jesus. And some other examples would be David worshiping God before King Saul. David danced before the Lord with all his might, and the Israelites worshiping outside the walls of Jericho. Here's an example of worship causing an earthquake, shaking a prison's foundation, opening doors, and loosening chains. In Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through 26, It says, But at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. 
Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. I know of no other weapon that could do that. So how many ways can we express our worship to God? Well, how about singing songs of praise and worship? How about singing with CDs or your iPod? How about quoting scriptures that speak our faith? That's called confessing the word. How about praying or singing in other tongues, as it mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15? And how about in the giving of our thanks? Can we worship in sitting, as it talks about in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 2? Can we worship by kneeling, as it mentions in Psalm 95, verse 6? How about in the bowing of your head? That's mentioned in 2 Chronicles 29, 30. And how about by the lifting up of our hands? That's mentioned in Psalm 63, 4. How about by clapping our hands and shouting unto God, as it says in Psalm 47, 1? Or dancing, as it says in Psalm 149, verse 3? And finally, being still before the Lord as it says in Psalm 46.10. And probably my absolute favorite is laying prostrate before the Lord. The actual word in Hebrew, S-H-A-C-H-A-H, means to prostrate oneself or to bow down. Other definitions that can be found would be crouch, fall down flat, make obeisance, do reference, and make to stoop in homage to royalty or God. The word worship in the Greek is P-R-O-S-K-U-N-E-O, and it means to prostrate oneself in worship or to bow down. And other definitions that can be found with this Greek word means to fawn or crouch, to do reverence, or to adore. And dictionary.com says about the word prostrate, to cast oneself face down on the ground in humility, submission, and adoration. Wow, well, both words, being the Hebrew and the Greek, mean essentially the same thing. In my terms, I would call it laying before the Lord. There's a few biblical examples. We find one with Abram in Genesis chapter 17, verse 3. It says, Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him. And then in King David's assembly, in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 20, it says, Then David said to all the assembly, Now bless the Lord your God. So all the assembly blessed the Lord God of their fathers and bowed their heads and prostrated themselves before the Lord and the king. There's another story about a leper in Luke chapter 17, verses 15 through 16. This is the amplified version. Then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. And he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over, and he was a Samaritan. I like this story about another leper in Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. This is the Amplified Version. And behold, a leper came up to him and, prostrating himself, worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to cleanse me by curing me. And I like what it says about the 24 elders in the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verses 10 through 11 in the Amplified Version. It says, The 24 elders, the members of the heavenly Sanhedrin, fall prostrate before him who is sitting on the throne, and they worship him who lives forever and ever. And they throw down their crowns before the throne, crying out, Worthy are you, O Lord our God, to receive the glory and the honor and dominion. For you created all things, and by your will they were brought into being and were created. And then there's the angels along with the four living creatures, 
Listen to this in Revelation chapter 7, verse 11 in the Amplified Version. And all the angels were standing round the throne and round the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin and the four living creatures. And they fell prostrate before the throne and worshipped God. And then just one more about the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 22, verses 8 through 9. This again is the Amplified Version. And I, John, am he who heard and witnessed these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell prostrate before the feet of the messenger angel who showed them to me to worship him. But he said to me, Refrain, you must not do that. I am only a fellow servant along with yourself and with your brethren, the prophets, and with those who are mindful of and practice the truths contained in the messages of this book. And their last two words is, Worship God. Just think. There is a being who wants you to be in obeisance to him. It's Satan. What a slap in his face when we give our complete spirit, our complete soul, and our complete body in full reverence, honor, homage, adoration, humility, and submission in worship to God. Do you believe it? Our time is up. Well, we can continue right here tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. We'll continue then with how to praise and worship. So we'll see you then. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.